Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up next, we got Tyler and Jay Christmas. Um, Tyler is from this area, Somerville, South Carolina, and got a scholarship at Duke University. Um, this is their second time on the podcast. Um, first year he was in high school. This year he's his, this year he's his freshman at Duke. Uh, but I wanted to bring him on to talk about the transition. I think the audience and those upcoming players need to hear about uh, those trials and tribulations uh, freshman athletes go through. Um, in addition to that, talked about um, uh, Jay being a dad. Um, strategies to help the kids get going, right, for those early morning workouts when sometimes when adverse situations come, when kids don't want to work out, how do you deal with that? Uh, very, very good stories on, on how to approach um, if you've got a kid, student athlete, looking to get to the next level. All right, let's get into the interview. Well, I appreciate your time. I'm not going to take, I'm not gonna take up uh, too much of your time. I just wanted to to bring you guys in again and and just talk about an initial initially we talked about the trans uh the trans uh transition from high school to college and now you spend a whole year just want to talk about those um those learning curves and so uh, you know uh other other athletes that that's that's going to experience that can know how to move and, and 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 you know know what to expect especially coming from your dad perspective of you know working the kid out and expectations so we just want to Bring all, all that together to give the audience something to, to listen to. Um, so starting off, you know, just talk about the um, the transition, you know, from high school to uh, take us back to your first your first day on, on on campus and how that went and workouts and all those things. Talk, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was a lot of emotions going on at once, man. You know, you're trying to figure out where your classes are, trying not to be late. Um, making sure you're on time for workouts, all that sort of stuff. Um, it can be a little overwhelming at times, especially like that first week. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's it's very exciting. That's something that I've been looking forward to my whole life, being in that competitive of an atmosphere, knowing that no matter what you do that day, you're going to get better. One percent. That's something that Coach Paula preaches in our program. So it was. Um, I wouldn't say it was easy by any means, but again, embracing that challenge is all part of it. Like right. I said, it's something that I've been looking forward to. All right. You hit it right on the head, you know, to a normal person, all that can be very overwhelming, but if you got a goal and you got you've been working this long, it's just like, it's another day to go at it. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what it takes to, to be a champion per se. Um. So talk about, you know, there's the new life because in, in high school, you know, it's, it's more structured where, you know, you're getting, you know, 
driven everywhere if you don't have a license yet and you got to be a certain place for high school practice or whatnot. But in college, you're pretty much on your own. You know what I'm saying? You have to have your own schedule set. Talk about um, how important it is. And I'll get back to, you know, having dad's involvement and having the structure. Because you was in the gym at six in the morning at goals, right? So ain't nothing new to you from getting up early and putting that work in. Talk about um, how, benef- how how beneficial that that those those workouts and those time spent going into a, another whole regimen. Someone that's really not used to that had to, had to really hit that hit that ground. Not used to the waking up and and, and used to intensity workouts. Talk about how the preparation for you know your your dad and your workouts was easily prepare you for the college workouts. Yeah, I mean, I think about it all the time, man. Like if I if I hadn't have done that, I would have been all over the place. Like there's a lot of structure, don't get me wrong. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do. It's just you have to stay on top of it yourself. You have to do it. You have to get yourself there on time. Um, now, we do not lift at 6 in the morning. We lift at 6 at night. But I'm still getting up that early for class, so it's a little bit of a different motivation. But um, sure, sure. you still got to have it. Um, but, again, it's like um, – I feel bad for some of those kids that didn't have mm. guidance like that um, in their earlier years to prepare them for something like that. Right. Um, and and I spoke to you like a couple of months and I think you hurt your finger or something where you, your batting hand or something it was a, a situation where um, you was wanting to play and you couldn't, you couldn't play because you was injured. Uh, talk about that, that mental aspect of that. Cause here again, going through all this work, getting up to do, you got there expecting to play, doing real well. And then uh, injury happened. Talk about the mental state, you know, and, and, you know, what you was going through and how do you, you come out, come out of that? Yeah. I mean, I think the mental side of things is the hardest part most of the time. Um, Especially, you know, coming from most of these kids are big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. And then you get to, you know, you're playing at the highest level surrounded by, those types of guys all the time you know you don't you don't have a guaranteed spot on the field like you did back in high school mm. um and you know you're out there busting your ass every day and something unfortunate like that happens it's it's hard not to sit there and get pissed off and i've had my fair share of days of getting pissed off at it but you can either you know put your head down and sulk and pout about it or you can go to work and do what you do what you can to find ways to get better so then I couldn't throw, I couldn't hit, but what I did is I put this hand behind my back, took hundreds of ground balls each day. Awesome, awesome. Talk about the, the level of of competitiveness and, and skill level. Because, right, you know, leaving high school, I mean, you you you, you kind of dominated this this level, but then again, you said you're moving up to another another level where they all this type of players just like you. What, what do you see that helped you a lot from the, the different levels of, basically a senior or junior at a skill level versus you being a freshman. What was the difference in your competitive um, mark and in, into those classifications and in, in, in you coming as a freshman? You know, I wouldn't say there was any difference in competitiveness. I mean, I'm still out there to compete just the same as everybody else. But, um, you know, it can be um, fleeting at times. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out there as a younger 18, 19-year-old kid as a freshman, and I mean, shit, I played with a kid that was 24. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So, you know, that's it's a big difference. But, you know, you 
again, the mental side, you got to remember that you belong there. You earned your spot there and you, you are one of them, you know, just because they're older than you and they have a little bit more experience. And I'm very grateful for the guys that we're at, dude, um, and those upperclassmen. You know, they were they were all very welcoming to us freshmen. Um, you know, Will Hoyle over there at second took me under his wing, showed me showed me the works. Right. Um, so I couldn't be more thankful for those guys that um, kind of showed me the ropes of this right. program. Right. <clears throat> for the audience that's listening, Tyler, you know, we're human beings, right? And we can be mad at our dad, mom, mm-hmm. coach, whatever. What are some things that you've learned um, – that you would suggest, you know, players do when they get upset at the coach or feeling indifferent about their playing time. Uh, what are some things that you would 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 think, or what are some approaches that you would you would go about to help that? Oh, I'm sorry, we cut out for a minute. Could you repeat um, what you asked? My fault. I said, you know, I said, as human beings, sometimes we get upset at our dad, our mom, brother, sister, coaches per se. Um, and this in this environment is mostly players you know, couldn't get upset between their players or coaches. And I'm pretty sure if that happened, it won't happen. It's going to happen plenty of times again. What are, what are your approaches when you get mad or upset at your your performance um, and then knock it in the nod? How do you deal with those situations when it comes to player and coaches? Yeah, so within yourself personally, uh, especially playing baseball, you know, this is a game of failure. And everybody knows that. And it can be it can be really hard. And sometimes some of the best of us still struggle at it. Um, you know, having the ability to move on and mentally push through a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's inevitable in baseball. You're going to go through slumps. You're going to you're going to struggle, especially playing at the highest level. It's going to happen more often than not. Right. Um, and you just have to again, you can either sit there and pout about it or you can put your head down and go to work. Um, and that's that's the difference maker. That's what that's what separates the good from the great. Um, but as far as like player coach type of stuff, you know, you can't. He jumps your shit, gets on your ass. You can't really. You can't take that personally. You know, he's gonna do that to the guy next to you. Right. Um, you can't get pissed off at your coach. You know, he's especially at a place like Duke. That's a top twenty-five program year in and year out. You know, excellence is expected out of all of us. Um, and when you fall below that mark, you can hear about it. So it's it's all just holding each other accountable. For sure. Um, academically, um, we know Duke is a high academic school, um, and 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 involving sports and traveling and practice. I mean, it's uh, it can be again overwhelming. Um, what are some of your uh, some of your uh, approaches when it comes to studying? Because, you know, when, when the guys are going out and going to the movies and you got a big test the next day, you got to make a sacrifice, right? What are your approach to some of those things um, when it comes to academic and athletics? Yeah, I mean, I had to do that plenty of times. You know, guys ask me, hey, you want to go do this? Want to go get a bite to eat? I'm like, no, nah, man, I got to gotta go hit up the case center and get some study hours in. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, to take the ladder. Um, between those two options, you know, most everybody wants to go out and have a good time. And sure. there's plenty of opportunities to do that in college. Um, but you're also there for a reason. And um, keeping keeping that in sight is crucial, especially in a place like Duke um, that is prestigious academically. Um, and, I mean, I figured that out pretty quickly when I got there. 
um, that, you know, just like they expect excellence from us athletically, they're going to expect excellence academically as well. For sure. For sure. Now, the hard work that you did to get, you know, to be competitive in high school and has been the year in, in, in college already. What's your approach um, to working out now, especially in the off season? Is it something that you find that you need to do because you've been doing this so long and you feel that, you know, you, we can feel when we go in a nice regimen and we don't work out for a while, we can, our bodies can feel that. Um, but again, you having a long season, you just came off, you might want to rest. What's your approach to that? Because that can be, you know what I'm saying, like a, a little catch 22 situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, everybody's different, but I personally am always at my best when I'm in a certain regiment and I stick to that regiment every day. You know, I'm leaving, leaving the dorm at a certain time, finishing up eating at this time. You know, it's all, it's all very meticulous. But that's just, that's just me. That's how I operate. That's how I'm at my best. You know, when that starts to slip is when I start to slip. Mm. Um, and again, you got to hold yourself accountable. And when you start to notice that, you got to kind of go back to the drawing board, you know, like, what are we, what are we doing wrong here? And now you're sleeping in an extra 30 minutes. You got to get up a little bit earlier. Um, so it's all like, you know, again, it's all tough and it's all, you got to kind of play with it, uh, weigh out your options, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Because um, tossing up like workouts, schoolwork you know you got exams you still got to get sleep um especially when we're in season and we got games and stuff you know we're getting to the field around like two three o'clock and we're not getting back to our dorms till close to midnight right. um so keeping all those things in mind is crucial in this timeout message we got mike hostelo I'm just a guy that always always taught to look at everybody is important, right? Everybody's important. Everybody's a person. Everybody, everybody laughs. Everybody cries. Everybody feels. And 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 what? Just because I'm Mike Costello and I spent all this money on TV and advertising, that doesn't make me any better than I was Mike Costello in Laurel Bay who couldn't make ten free throws. I mean, I'm I'm the same dude, right? That right. I was when right. I was twelve. Right. So I'm, I'm never going to forget that. My dad would smack me if I ever became anything better than that. Now let's get back to the interview. And, and uh, baseball is a little different than other sports where you probably play, what, three games in, in two days? How does that really work? Like if you go to a, a weekend game, you end, up, you end up playing that team three times. How does that work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so usually our typical week is going to be four games a week. We'll have a midweek on either Tuesday or Wednesday, and then we'll have a weekend series starting Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'll play one game each day. Um, that's that's usually how it is. Sometimes we'll have a five-game week, and we'll play midweeks, Tuesday and Wednesday with a weekend series. Um, so it all depends. But usually it's going to be four games per week. Got you, got you. So an overall estimation, um, how do you feel personally um, you did your freshman freshman season? And, and, and this two-part question. And um, what are your expectations for this upcoming season as well? Look, man, I, I had a hell of a freshman year. Um, you know, some people are going to look at it differently because I redshirted. I didn't play at all 
But again, you got to look at the bigger picture. Um, and I'm grateful that me and Pollard were able to have, you know, keep in close contact with that, with that sort of stuff, because I would much rather redshirt and have a full four years of eligibility than, you know, get thrown a bone and have a couple of bats, you know, maybe end the year with 10, 15 of bats and, you know, waste my freshman year. Um, so I'm very grateful that me and him were able to work through that and, you know, that he's one of those guys that's looking out for players like that. Um, but, I mean, I, I learned a lot, um, you know, not just from a baseball standpoint, but just, you know, how to, how to deal with life situations. Uh, getting injured was a big part of it, you know, going through that adversity. Um, you know, you learn how to handle stuff yourself. You know, you don't have mom and dad there around, so you got to um, – you got to take care of yourself. Um, I went to the emergency room <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, that, that had mom stressing. But, um, Nothing to do with alcohol. Yeah, no, that's, that's clear that. Um, I, had, uh, I had food poisoning. But anyway, you know, point being, you know, I they weren't there to, to handle that. I had to call 911 myself. And, you know, it's it's all rewarding in a sense. Um, even going through those struggles, we sure. and that's something the coach Paul preaches is embracing your struggles and embracing failure. Because again, it's going to happen a lot in our sport, and if you don't know how to cope with that and you don't know how to deal with it, you know, that's um, it's a very important life skill to have. Um, and I think that I took a huge step in that sense, um, development-wise, this year because I had to go through so much adversity and push through all that stuff. For sure, for sure. But let's transition to 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 Daph a second. You'll come back to you a little bit, Tyler. And um, you know, Jay, when we first met, and and I, I like me having a a son, and you know, I, you know, I, I I watched you for about a month before I really came up and 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 spoke to you because I was just watching on how you react to Tyler, right? Um, how you were so uh delicate at the same time, persistent in getting him where he needs to be. And, and working with my son right now, I can see the challenges, right? I can I get I understand the challenges because it's a he takes my time for granted, right? He knows I'm always there. Versus if I was paying someone to do that, he would give him the utmost attention. Not saying he doesn't listen, but we you know what I'm talking. About. It's a little struggle I know exactly here and there. What you're talking about? So so as as dads, we don't want to be at the point where we want to push him too much and not push him enough, right? So my question to you is, you know, it ain't over yet, but we kind of got over the first hump, right? And how do you feel about that as a dad of getting, you know, your kid pushing them and and talking to them and, and doing those late night workouts, going in that, finding different things to make things happen? How do you feel um, getting over the first hump, per se? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He, we went through the same stuff. Um, I think it was like a light bulb that clicked. I think we talked this last time whenever we had these moments to where, um again they don't they they're they haven't had like experiences like we've had to where you know if you do these things this is what's going to happen right you it takes this to get to that they don't understand it with kids they want to go play do whatever and i'm like hey man just do one percent more than everybody else uh you know just give me an hour half of your time once a day you know and uh, you push those things on them and then it becomes routine but the light bulb was is you know, we're hard on them. And I, I there's no way I know how you are too. There's no way you you know you want perfection. 
because you know that if they're able to do these things, they're going to perform well. And if you're hard on them now, everything's going to be easier on them later. Well, you know, I learned that I had to embrace positive reinforcement. Mm. So everything he did, even if he messed up, I still had to tell him how good he was doing, which changed his outlook where he wanted to be around me, wanted to do those things. I was manipulating, right? Mm. That's what we're doing, trying to manipulate what the situation is. And I had a much more, I had much more success doing that. Um, And then it just kind of steamrolled from there. And now that's transitioned. uh, You know, I spend a lot of time with the girls now where, I mean, we talk, we still have an open relationship where he, you know, he's going to openly communicate with me about things going on in his life. Um, I follow what goes on. Like, we're not helicopter parents. You know, he's, sure. a, he's an adult now. He's at school. You know, I have the utmost trust in the coaching staff there with Coach Pollard and the rest of those guys he has, um, the trainer, everybody. They communicate very well with us. Thank you. You know, you don't know, he broke his wrist, too. So he broke his finger and he broke his wrist um, in the spring. Um, they, those guys were terrific, especially with my wife. You know, I'm us as men, we take it a little easier. My wife's worried, wants to take a plane, get out there, whatever she's got to do, um, which is mama bear, right? right. Um, but, I mean, it's, that place is incredible. You know, they, they take care of them. Um, so it's a little different relationship now. You know, he, he had those struggles. He talks to me about it. But he's mature enough and he understands things now that he's able to work through them himself and with his coach instead of having to lean on us so much for those things, which, which is relieving. In a, in a sense that sure. you know he's he's mature enough to do those things. And he's right, you know. Um, and again, I'm about to tell you this in the podcast. I mean, we had talks because they they went up there early in the summer, you know. And I told him, uh, "You're a good-looking kid, man. Like, just like I told you when you were young, girlfriends and driver's license will get you in trouble. Like, look, man, you're going to get to school. I can't explain it. Nobody can. There's right. guys that can party every night and chase girls all day long till the sun comes up." They're still going to show up on that field and perform. Right. And you don't know it. Nobody can explain it. Uh, you know, uh, it just, that's just the way the world's aligned for them. And sooner or later, it might catch up with them. But you got to understand that's not you. Right. So I think he was at school a week and was like, man, you are so right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, it's never going to change. Right. Those things never change. But you have to embrace some certain things that go on, you know, in the end. I think my wife does a really good job of teaching these kids structure and time management, mm. especially with schoolwork and everything else. And so those things transition. And because if you can't do those two things in college, it's going to be extremely miserable because those coaches demand those things of you. They're going to have structure and they're going to help set your day up for you in certain places you got to be in certain times. Um, but yeah, he's a, uh, I thought he did extremely well, you know, and we talked about those things and I think, He's and he's you obviously you're talking to him, you can see he's very mature. Um, and he understands things that other kids take for granted. That you know, I'm not that we're not those parents, you know. I don't go into things and think, oh, he's got to play. He doesn't play the freshman, something's going on, whatever's going on. We want everybody wants their kid to play. Why else are you doing it? He competed. Things that are out of your control, and they made the right decision. Does that make sense? Whatever those coaches are deciding, those are the right decisions. He's grown up enough that he understands that. And, you know, when we talk about it, like, hey, man, some of these kids, these coaches don't care about. They're giving them 15, 20 at-bats. You know, you would think they're playing – some of these guys are playing 55, 60-game seasons. 
and you got 15 at bats, and if you in baseball is different in some sports, if you step on that field and pitch run, you can't redshirt. Your whole season burnt. Wow, you that. stepped on that field and did one thing. Wow. Um, you pitch one inning, you throw one pitch, all those things. That's you know, you know, and obviously you know there's different red shirts you can do, but I mean that's that's important that Coach Pollard sees that and says, Hey man, you know, he had an older team this year, you know, I think is maybe nine, nine graduate students. I'm not sure if it was five or nine. Yeah, I mean, look, man, you know, those those older kids have a nine. I mean, I think what he did a good job of was uh, – and he's had guys like yourself, good and older guys that influenced him that have been around and, and experienced high-level play, you know, and on the baseball side, Britt Reigns that played professionally, Bo Thompson, these guys that he's been exposed to, like, hey, man, get comfortable early. That's what kills freshmen right. is that they don't get comfortable. These other guys that have been in the program, they show up because another day they're all comfortable. Right. You show up and you're wanting to prove this and do that, you know, you all the stress on you. If you don't get comfortable, man, it's going to be extremely miserable for you. Um, and I think he did a really good job of understanding that and embracing it. And then, uh, he, this is what he's talking This is what he's got telling me about, man. Right. Just from the first weeks on campus and getting to know these guys. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of dynamics that go on. And, Right. Uh, you know, I'm proud of him. I thought he had a, he had a good, he had an extremely good fall for a, for a freshman. And then, uh, you know, that transitioned to the spring and um, he was doing well. You know, again, you have a role. Every player has a role. And it's, you know, finding that thing. And, you know, he's got a good relationship with the coaches and the coach, you know, explaining them different things. And hey, it worked out for him. You know, and he, you can tell, obviously, he looks happy, doesn't he? The most important message to get across to student athletes suffering from mental health issues is that you're not alone. Many student athletes deal with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and other mental health struggles. If this is the case, speak to someone like a counselor, a parent, a trusted adult, or your fellow teammate. Adults who are supporting a student athlete should be aware of the signs. A student athlete who is experiencing mental health difficulties might have constant fatigue, loss of appetite, mood swings, apathy, or even declining grades and or social isolation. A student athlete's mental health can be severely affected by an injury. An athlete's entire life becomes about their sport. And when they lose the ability to play, it can take a huge toll mentally. As we continue to reduce the stigma around mental health, hopefully more middle and high school level student athletes will feel confident discussing their health, whether it be mental or physical. The Triple Threat Podcast will be adding a psychology aspect in season two. We will be doing our part to help destigmatize mental health when it comes to student athletes. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode. Now let's get back to the interview. Yeah, what I want you to talk to the parents, Jay, is that, you know, yeah, Tyler, you know, once he get on the field, on the on the on the um, 
on the, on the field, he's got to do his thing regardless, no matter what. But talk to the parents about how important it is to 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 have your kids in certain environments, right? Because parents just think that from a basketball standpoint, let's go to tournament, 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 tournament. They think that the more time you get seen, that's going to increase your chances. And 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 we both know it's all about the the development. It's all about you the do. training, the weightlifting, the nutrition part. So talk to some parents about because every situation is different. Not not saying your approach is going to your approach with Tyler is going to work with every parent. But just give us the the basis of what's important when getting your getting no. You hit you hit that you said a nail on the head, man. You it's everybody's going to be different, but uh, you know, baseball just like that. You get these guys, you spend all this money on these tournaments and stuff, right? Can you hear me? You're not coming through. I, I you good you now, right there. Uh, you're spending all this money on these tournaments and stuff, wanting your kid to get seen. But the, the bottom line is, it if you're not performing, then what are you doing it for? You know, um, I get hit up a lot um, from people in the baseball world that have younger younger kids that think, you know, I got the magic sauce because where Tyler's at. I mean, and that's and and you know that's fine. And I can only I, I tell them the truth all the time. I can only tell you what my kid does. And I think some people are naive because, um, and a good friend of mine, his son's you know middle school age. He's playing. And uh, he was with a group of coaches the other day, and they were talking about Tyler. And he brought Tyler up, and uh, and like some of the parents were there, like, oh, he's just he, that kid was just really good, you know. And, and my buddy's like, you just don't understand, man. Like, I've known his dad for a long time. Like, this kid does did did this every day, and he did. We had structure with that, but he did something with baseball to help him with being athletic and baseball wise every single day for years mm. all right so it's so those things are important but i mean i just got hit up you know probably an hour before we got on the thing you know uh somebody asking me about you know their kids 10 years old and they got selected to go to some baseball tournament thing you know some he's 10 what do you think coaches are coming to watch this they're like look that's all about like hey if you want your kid to have that experience <laughs> Right, and I'm not downplaying because there's right, one. Right. There's plenty of people to think that way. I mean, I thought that way at one point for probably about ten seconds, but you know, you kind of realize like, hey, man, this is a money maker, right? These these people are trying to make money off of this, but again, it's an experience. And we did things like that. He went to baseball youth nationals when he was younger. There ain't no coaches out there, but I did that for the experience because I wanted him to be uncomfortable being around people he didn't know, doing things he didn't know, coaches he wasn't familiar with to try and make him grow as a player, because I thought at that time that's what he needed, mm. right? Um, and so what I'm getting at is what your point is. You have to do development. So if you're going to spend $600 on this baseball tournament and then you're spending another 1000 on your hotel and everything, I mean, IMG's got a baseball camp that's for a week that you probably get a lot more out of than him going to that tournament. Right. Um, you know, Presley. A crazy that does the athletic stuff. That's probably the better guy to go to get you know some athletic training that if you're going right. to spend money on it to help your kid develop because if he learns those things when he's young. It's the you know the the, the moon's the limit later on, right? You know right. those things if you got it, but it's a, that's what you it's all about development. And again, what we did worked for Tyler for sure. And I've had to tweak some of the stuff I'm doing for my daughters, for right? Sure. Because. They all have different personalities. 
Um, and it's a little, it's, it's a struggle. Trust me. And that's, <laughs> uh, that's a segue into my next question. Cause I was, I was going to talk about that. Right. Yeah. People think you got the special sauce, right? Cause well, my dad, my little brother went to um, went to Auburn first, you know, and, and same thing. My my dad had him going through the same, doing things every day, had him in camp. And he was an All-American um, in football, the state of South Carolina. But, again, he did things every day. And everybody was calling him thinking he had a special sauce, right? So my question to you is, you know, I know we said you had to get positive reinforcement to Tyler to, to get him going. But sometimes females can take that a little bit more – differently as of not working hard and they can get really complacent if they hear that what's your approach to when it comes to that you know yeah with, um you know, with 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 uh female athletes and again my daughters are extremely athletic and they're built like they they work hard but um they have that women attitude sometimes with me you know um because i'm not a soccer player right but i study the game for sure. Right. But I know athletic things and what to do. Um, they work hard. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's a little, I think, you know, and especially the middle one, she's at the gym every day. And she loves going to the gym. I think the trick with that is, is, and, and I don't mean this to, to sound positive or negative in any, any way for women or anything, but women like to look good. Mm. Right. Mm. So I think that's a very, easy thing to do once she started seeing results where it's like, Hey, I want to go to the gym. Mm. You know, she's wanting me to take, you know, she's where it's not having to wake her up. She's up. Let's go. And she's getting results from it. So she enjoys it. Right. Um, but then she sees the results in the field as well. Um, uh, the young one is, is the workhorse, mm. right? She's on the field. Like that one's, uh, she's hard to coach for me personally because she's just like me. So it's like just two bulls button heads all the time. Um, but she she's a, she's a tank on the field, man. She doesn't play games. You know, I read a thing on Bo Jackson one time where, you know, he didn't like going to practice. You know, she's kind of that way. She doesn't like practice. Because it's not full on. It's not competitive to her. Right. She likes games. She wants to – she likes getting dirty. You know, so I kind of like, like an Iverson per se. Practice. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, she's. It's like I don't want to go to press, but she goes to the games. She always performs. You know, she's 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 all in. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a little different, you know. And I don't think, um, you know, I give them positive reinforcement because of you know, again, Tyler was the guinea pig with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm very demanding with them uh, because, you know, he was a he fit the profile, mm. right? Mm. You've seen him, like, mm. tall, athletic, lean kid, you know, you know, my daughter's five four, mm. you know, and again, I go through with, with and I'm not saying that it's, it's the perfect sauce. She does the research herself, too, but uh, somebody's going to do the other part, the other end, where I go through these colleges, and she says, hey, these are the schools I'd like to go to and play soccer at and go to school there, which is important. you got to want to go to school there because if there's no soccer, then are you still good with this school? Right. But I go through the rosters, you know, because these coaches are going to recruit the similar girls every year. Every year. And very seldomly do they hear from that. They all have their own tendencies how to do things. So I go through the rosters and see how what what are the girls that they're recruiting? How tall are they? Were they athletic makeup? You know, I go and I'll I mean, I go and watch, you know, you can find flicks on these girls how they play. Like what 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 kind of 
athletic girls are they looking for? That makes sense, right? I'm trying to see what the what the player profile is that these coaches are looking for. And if your daughter doesn't fit that, then I'm not saying she can't go there, but it's going to be a little harder to struggle because they have their tendencies on how they recruit. And so that's that's important to know those things. And that's, I mean, again, all of them. Hey, you want to go to school there? Then you do everything to make that coach tell you no. And that's right? a, that's, a, that's a major point because now you're not dealing with the kid's athleticism trying to get in a system that don't even look in her way. Not saying she's not good enough for that system, but that coach is not even looking her way for that type of prototype he's looking for. That's a huge, yeah. that's a huge I, something to be something to think about when you're talking about recruiting. And again, it's personal opinion. You know, I tell her that all the time. I said, you know, if you was you were five ten, this would have been over with two years ago. Mm, you know, point. Um, and she's Jack's offer offer. She does. Um, you know, she's just doing the same thing Tyler did. She's waiting to see and you know, she's getting senior year. She's playing at uh, JFC, which is down in Jacksonville. That shows you that we, we are very supportive parents because we're sure. driving four hours just to go to practice. I mean, four hours home. My wife did it three times last week uh, with both girls. So, uh, you know, we're going to give every opportunity we can to our kids, not because we're crazy parents, but because that's the right thing to do. For sure. For sure. That makes sense. Our parents don't get that, Jay, and that's I, I'm glad you said it because they 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 real hesitant because they're afraid of the results not working the way they expect them to. Well, regardless of that, the kids still learning a lot. They're still gaining experiences. They're still gaining a lot of a lot of a lot of skill sets they need in in real life. So I, I'm glad you said it because parents real they push the brakes because they don't want to be, you know, at the end of the day when they don't get a get what they expect. They feel like they, they failed the kid personally. No, you should have my wife on here, not me, but she's she's the workhorse behind this, man. I mean, it's little things that we talk about. Like, so my wife talks about how we interact with each other is always teaching our kids. Mm. So this is no different, you know. Sure. If you if your parents are loving, loving relationship and you know, kid around with each other and do those things, then these kids see everything that you do. And it's so different with this, you know. They sometimes I don't you know, you look at them and go, I can't believe they don't they don't realize what we're doing for them. Right. Um, but um, we got to we a team. This whole family is a team. And, I, you know, that's where I tell these girls, you know, when they ask me or, you know, Tyler knows this. But if you ask me, I will give you an honest answer. I don't have daddy goggles and say, oh, my girls or my son's the best in the world. You know, you're going to get the truth. And he, he knows that. Um, it's a personal opinion. And, you know, the girls that said that, you know, during the soccer seasons, they – they always look over to me and they kind of made a comment. They're looking for approval. So I don't want you to look for me for approval. I don't want that. Right. You know, cause I, I love you and you know, I'm proud of you no matter what you do. Right. I don't want you to look for me approval. You know, um, you just play the game forward and your know, things are going to work out. for you. Right. Um, but they, you know, think things are, you know, it's just, a, it, you know, I knew the baseball game too. You know, I was familiar with it cause I played it and I've been around it. Uh, Soccer is just a different beast, you know? So, but again, I I we I never got into this going. I you know me and my wife didn't go. Our kids have to play college athletics because we want to put it on Facebook and tell our friends about it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's what some of these parents. I think that's you know truly that's what it that's is about. Like, and yes, we're proud of our kids. I'm, my wife posts stuff or whatever's going to happen. But we got into this because of my profession, seeing kids. You know. I know the structure and the value that this stuff brings to the table, especially a program like Duke, 
uh, colleges my daughter's looking at. You know, I know that they, this structure and stuff is going to help them be productive adults when they get out. For sure. You made a, you made a good point. I want to um, ask you a question about, and I, I deal with this all the time too, about not bringing things from the field to home, right? Like I'm, I'm working with my kid one day and he, he didn't, he didn't go hard that day. He just gave me attitude, right? I get in the car and I'm pissed off, right? Sometimes I don't, I don't speak to him, you know, and I feel, I, and, and I did that a couple of times. I'm like, this ain't, this ain't working. But when I figured out that I'm pissed off and I open up a conversation that had nothing to do with what we just left, it's much more, uh, uh, receptive to him. And I don't, I don't, I'm not dealing with that, that emotions internally, right? So uh, I'm pretty sure you had those same fights still going through them. How do you deal with that? Do you bring those emotions home or are you leaving them right there in the gym? On hey, I try to leave them there. Something was a lot easier with him. Because, you know, he was he was pretty good about that stuff. And we didn't, unless he asked me, we didn't talk about nothing. I saved those conversations for when we were training again. All right, so remember, you know, you know, the other night when you was hitting, you know, this is what, what I saw, you know, this is what we need to work on, you know. And we still have this conversation now, you know. He After he healed from his wrist and he had to go meet with his uh, his Coastal Plains League team, you know, he ended up getting, you know, maybe 20 bats in, I think, or so. 30 at bats. You know, he went at the end of the season but because he wants to compete, you know. Ain't going to come here, you know. And, you know, we'd watch on TV or send me a note, hey, man, you know, this is what's going on. And we just talk about it and start out and work through it. Because he had a real good coach there, too, as well, that, you know, um, would work with him and stuff. Because he knew that he was coming off an injury, you know, something was supposed to take, you know, maybe five or six weeks, end up being more like 12, you know, and that's that's a lot of muscle atrophy in that wrist and stuff, which is yeah. a big important. But, I mean, another, you know, working through all those things. But I told him, I said, this is only going to help you. God don't give you more than you can handle. Sure. So this is going to be this is going to be important for you later on in your career because, you know, dealing with all this stuff. But yeah, with the girls, sometimes it's different because uh, the middle one, she immediately wants to know. You know, as soon as the game's over, she's like, hey, what do you think? What did I do? You know, and it's hard kind of because, you know, you, you've you been there where you want to tell them, hey, uh, did you get a, I think I do a real good job of, I, I take notes. Mm. You know, on my phone, I write notes, okay, and it's positive and negative. You know, I write down, and I try to do more positive than negative. Hey, this is what you did well. And as soon as we get to the next time we train, I say, you know, this is what I think is going to be more beneficial to you if we work on this and that. You did really good at this, um, which she sometimes takes really well. Um, but sometimes, you know, she she knows uh, she knows me very well. If she pays attention to my mannerisms a little better than I, than I hide it. You know, if she does something, I'm like, man, you know, that, that probably wasn't a, a good that, that wasn't a good move there. Um, uh, whatever she did, you know, play-wise, uh, she'll know after the game. She'll be like, yeah, I know you mad because you didn't say that to me. You know, and I'm I'm like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. You know, try not to be that way. You know, I'm trying to still be the be positive what's going on. Um, you know, the young one, she's cocky. So she's – if she does well, she knows she did well. Right. And she should tell you she did well as soon as she comes up. The field. Hey, you see that? Yeah, I, I know I do. You know, uh, Parker's – not like that at all. He's a hard worker. He's more team oriented, which is extremely, right. it's like, you know, it's hard to teach that. Because they ain't teaching that. You just are that way. And in today's society, it's extremely hard. And that's what I'm proud of all my kids for the most part. 
especially the two older ones, they're very team-oriented. Um, you know, we talked to Tyler after game and stuff. He never uh, downplayed any player or this guy did this and should be me in there. He's always like, hey, man, we're, the team's doing this, team's doing that. Coach talked about that, you know. We're going to bounce back tomorrow, which is important. And, you know, when we get off the phone, man, proud of this guy, man. He, right. Like, because in life, everything seems so. And he's all about his team. He's not worried about himself. You know, he wasn't like, ah, I didn't get to play today. Right. All the things that go in, you know, it's always, hey, man, these guys, you know, they're plugging away. Man. I hope, you know, so-and-so, you know, didn't have a good day. Yeah. He's going to bounce back tomorrow. And that was, you know, that's the day after the games. So that's what's important to us. And, you know, Parker's the same way. She's very team-oriented. Not that Marley's not. Marley wants to win at all costs. Right. She's team-oriented. But she's, you know, you don't talk. She's got that chip. For sure. For sure. That you need to be really good. She has that. Um, and, and um, Tyler, I saw something on the, uh, I liked it on the Instagram. I saw you in a, in a, in a pink flamingo um, uniform. Talk about yeah. that. What's, what's, what's that all about? Uh, the pink uniforms or just the summer team in general? Both. Uh, the pink uniforms are pretty cool, man. Uh, I like them. I like there's, them. Some guys will be embarrassed to wear pink, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, summer ball in college is a little bit different than, you know, like travel ball when you're growing up. Um, you know, it's a professional schedule. And, again, like – Time management is key. I mean, we were playing every single day just about. And, I mean, some days, you know, we'd get back from wherever we were playing at like 3, 4 in the morning and we'd have to wake up at noon and we're, we're leaving to go to Macon, you know, five-hour drives. Uh, so it's tough. You know, it's summer ball is a challenge, but that, that's all part of it. Baseball is not easy. Um, and – you know, again, it's all part of embracing that challenge and me coming back from an injury like he was talking about. Um, I had to show up every day early to work with my uh, head coach over there. And again, very grateful that he was uh, committed enough to do that for me. But it's it's a grind. Man. Summer ball is again, it's different. You know, it's not. um it's not like travel ball in that sense because you're you're there to get a lot of experience, uh, especially collegiate experience. I mean, and it, it's cool because you get to play with all walks of life. You know, it's not – I'm not just playing with guys that played at Power 5 schools. You know, I'm playing with guys that are from these D2 schools, D3s, have JUCOs on there. You know, you get to you get to kind of mingle with those guys. and It's cool to – you know, it's always good to meet new brothers – when you play baseball, that's kind of what it's all about. You know, I've always loved that part of it. Um, and I've got a new band of brothers after playing with the Flamingos. Sure. Um, so it was cool, man. And I, again, definitely learned a lot from it. For sure. He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late 90s. And now, Jermel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to, you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this 
while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And his philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically teaches the game of basketball. Focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. In closing, you know, we talked about the oatmeal recipe a lot. And those three ingredients, uh, skill development, education, and nutrition. And I know we talked about how important those things were in the high school setting. Now let's transition uh, to the college setting, the college collegiate setting, and talk about you know, skill development. How important was skill development um, to you and um, at this at this collegiate level? Uh, it's very important. That's something that we focus in on every day, you know, in every aspect, strength and performance and, you know, baseball specific stuff. Like, you know, we have an entire section of our practice dedicated to individual work, you know, Infielders will do this, outfielders will do that, pitchers will do this, catchers will do that. You know, so it, they're very, again, very structured. You know, he, he sets he sets these practices from day one, man. Like, he, he runs a very tight ship, but that's why we're able to perform consistently. That's why we are the way that we are. Um, so it's very important to have something like that in the college program, especially when it competes at the highest level. Um, and we're doing that day in and day out, you know, whether that is doing something on the field. I mean, we're doing um, mindfulness stuff with our yoga instructor on Sundays, you know, because again, sometimes it gets cloudy up here, um, which is also very interesting. You know, that's something that's new to me. I didn't even think about that stuff. You know, yeah, some guys will talk about struggling mentally, but that, that didn't happen too much to me in high school because. I was always playing, I was always doing pretty well. School wasn't particularly hard for me. And then, you know, you kind of turn the tables when you get to college, school's hard, not playing, it's hard. Um, so you, it was it was cool to kind of go through something like that that helps you kind of navigate that stuff mentally. For sure. And um, the education part of it, um, you're talking about playing the flamingos, talking about registering, talking about experiencing different walks of life, different personalities. That's a lot of education. That's a lot of of experiences you're you're, you're gaining. Um, how important is that to how important is that to you, and how is it affecting your transition? You know, going to your second year. Yeah, I mean, I I cherish all that sort of stuff because you know baseball is not always going to be around. Um, you know, I'm. I look at it realistically. You can't play this game forever. Um, I'm going to play it as long as I physically can. But it's the stuff outside of that that lasts forever. Mm. You know, those friendships, those relationships that you make with coaches, players, staff, anybody that you meet through the game. That's that's the beauty of it. Um, and I've always loved that piece of it. Um, and I got to again make kind of a big leap this year with knowledge and that sort of growth that I wasn't because Somerville, South Carolina is only so big, you know, everybody's from the same area. We've all known each other our whole life, you know, get up to Duke, which is a very diverse campus. And I mean, even just talking to regular students, we've got international students. We've got plenty that come from places all over, um, guys on our team. There's nobody's from South Carolina. There's one guy from South Carolina. Man. But getting to meet those guys, man, that, that's what it's all about. 
Uh, I've always thought that. For sure. And lastly, you talked about, you know, traveling, leaving three, four in the morning, had to get up at 12 o'clock. Well, sleep is important. Nutrition is important. Taking care of your body is important. Talk about you know, how, how important nutrition is, and especially the athletes are listening to you. How important is sleep and nutrition when you've got that type of regimen? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, that was probably like one of my bigger takeaways from this year, you know, school year and summer is how important that is. Like when you're eating like shit, you're going to feel like shit. You know, if you eat McDonald's before you practice, you're probably not going to have a pretty good practice. Um, So putting the right stuff in your body, if you have nutritionists to do, we're lucky enough to have people like that to guide. Um, and help us through those conversations, which we have pretty regularly. So we're all pretty educated on topics like that. Um, but you don't, you don't ever really think about it because we're all young. We think that we can just eat whatever and we'll be fine. Um, but that's really not the case. And I've again figured that out this year. You know, you have to, if you want to perform at the highest level, if you, you know, expect excellence out of yourself, which I do. You have to eat right. You have to find a way to get enough sleep, even though that can be challenging in college. You know, they kind of make it pretty hard to do that when you got papers and exams and all that sort of stuff, especially when you're trying to tackle that on top of practices and workouts. You know, we're getting done with our workouts around probably 8, 8.30. You know, then we got to eat and get whatever we got to get done school-wise. So... It, it all happens really fast, and before you know it, it's midnight, and you're like, I need to get to bed. Right. Um, but again, it's all very important. We have very supportive um, staff to go along with that, which is one of the perks of going to a place like Duke. Um, so couldn't be more thankful for, for those guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really important um, to fuel your body with the right stuff. For sure, for sure, Bill. You know, that concludes our our uh, interview. And again, as always, hats go off to, to both of you. I think it's a it's a uh, it's a blessing to 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 experience you guys journey. Right. Because I'm learning as you guys go. Right. You, it, I, I do the podcast to help, you know, the audience, you know, hear your message and hear different strategies. But I also do it to help myself in my journey, because one day I'm going to be, you know, what I'm saying like you guys here getting over that first hump. So. I appreciate the knowledge you're giving, not only the audience, but uh, to me as well. Yeah, send your son over here to me, man. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> I got you, big guy. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you guys. Have yeah. a good night. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate All it. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Peace. So there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. I want to thank the Christmas family for coming on and giving us their wealth of knowledge of how it's done and how to be a, a, a high caliber student athlete and get to a high level uh, college and perform. And with the admirations of, uh, of keep continuing to be the best, not only athlete, but the best student, the best person they could possibly be. We appreciate you guys. Be right back. Don't forget to subscribe to the Triple Threat Podcast on your favorite listening platform. We are live on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere else to listen to your podcast. That's Triple Threat spelled 
three R I P L E three H R E A T triple threat podcast. We'll be right back. What Jermel is doing with today foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes First of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program because these are the kind of things that every community needs, looking out for the best interest of the youth. The future of this country is in our youth, and everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful, and, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing, and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month.